It is by far the toughest exam that I've ever given in my life. Until you get that NDB certification, you can't you can't slack off. Like you 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 have no life as per se. Welcome back on our final episode of season two. Today we have Dr. Zuhair Wahid, who graduated from FMH College of Medicine and Dentistry in Pakistan. He then pursued the IDAP program at the University of Toronto Faculty of Dentistry. He's proficient in all fields of dentistry and is also licensed to perform dentistry using nitrous oxide. Currently, he practices at Pickering Village Dental. Join us as we venture along his inspiring journey as he tackled the Canadian licensure process. Let's get to it. Now tell us what's up. Welcome to Tooth Untold Podcast, where we interview exceptional dentists from around the world. In each episode, we probe the mind of a dentist and extract wisdom and knowledge from their experiences. Now here's your host, Kevin Zappa. So which dental school did you did you come from? Uh, so I did my first degree in dentistry from Pakistan in Lahore. Uh, it was called Bachelors of Dental Surgery, BDS. It was a four-year program. And then in Canada, I did the UFT uh, DDS degree. How was your experience like as a dental student back in Lahore? So it, 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 the, the experience was really good. Um, I have to say that I, I have done dentistry twice now. And it was um, exciting both times. And both times, like I felt like you, you could feel a difference in both institutions. Uh, especially coming from Lahore, it was a very, like, you have a lot of patience, a very, uh, very hands, hands-on experience over there. And in, in Toronto, it was more about patient management over here. Okay, okay. So that was the difference. Um, so for me, I'm actually from, I'm from Mississauga. Um, okay. But I'm taking up dental school in Manila uh, because, right. as you know, um, dental school in Australia is really expensive. So that was yeah. my other option. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've noticed that too, that, you know, it's more about the uh, quantity. You have a lot of hands-on experience. And I didn't know that it was about patient management at U of T. Yeah, in, at U of T, they have something which is called a comprehensive care plan. So what they do is that they give you a certain number of patients, that's around 10 to 20. And you have to take care of the treatments from A to Z for that patient. Like you have to do everything. You have to manage the patient, the emergencies, their appointments, their treatment planning, their fillings, extractions, whatever you need to do, you, you take care of that patient. Whereas in, in, in Lahore, Pakistan, it was mostly like departmentalized. So let's say if you're in the surgery department for two months, all you do is extract teeth. If you're in the operative or restaurant department for two months, all you do is do fillings, whoever, whatever the patient comes in with. So you don't overlook the patient for a long term. So based on your training back in Pakistan, would you say that you were prepared really well for what you, what you experienced at U of T? Yes. I, like the hands-on and the clinical side, I felt that I was prepared really well. Uh, we just didn't have the, so they have something called treatment plannings, uh, meetings and, and conversations. We, did, we didn't have those back home. So here, it, there's a lot of emphasis on treatment planning. Like if, when you see the patient, you know, what is what needs to be done urgently and what is the phase one and phase two, we call it. So we, we make appointments based on those treatments and we let the patient know like with communication and everything goes along with it. Oh, that's amazing. So 
there are two options to licensure and you took the qualifying program. And before that, you took the AFK exam, uh, right? Exactly. So how did you find the AFK exam? So it is by far the toughest exam that I've ever given in my life. Um, it is, uh, so it, it's a long, it, it's a pretty long exam. I think it's, uh, it used to be six hours, I believe, three hours for the book one and then a, like half an hour or one hour break and then three hours for the, for the second book. Uh, so, and it was difficult, like the, the questions and the answers, the, the, uh, the statements on the question, the, it, it was difficult. It was a difficult exam. Like you really need to be, uh, be, be ready for it to prepare hard for it. And how did you prepare for the exam? So what's, I mean, there are obviously there are, um, uh, there are what you call as training centers in Canada that you can go for. I didn't go with that that way because it was my first attempt so i thought okay i'll give the first attempt you know i'll, I'll prepare for myself and i'll see how it goes so i prepared for myself so what i did was i had my my books from dentistry from back home i had them over here uh and then and and db releases these release questions which they tell tells you what kind of you know questions you should expect so i just looked looked at those questions and like there's a there was a pattern to it like the way they were asking questions and there were certain topics that they were touching and so i i just went topic by topic based on those questions and obviously like every person knows when they graduate as a dentist that what are their weak weak subjects what are their strong subjects so i just focused on my weak weak subjects more than my strong subjects so that's how that's how i went through like i knew that for me like prosto was my strong subject so I didn't focus that much on it. And I focused more on, let's say, um, uh, pharmacolo for pharmacology or, or operative dentistry kind of thing. For, for me, I don't think oral histology is like my strongest suit. <laughs> Anything histology. And I'm, I'm, I'm aware that to get into a school in Canada, your AFK exam should be really high. Yeah, you should be doing a good score, but yeah. Oh, ahead. so what's, what's, a, what's a good score in your opinion? So, I mean, that's a very subjective question, right? When, when I was, like, I'm, I'm a recent, you know, a student at UFT and everyone was telling me though, you have to score like 90 plus, 95 plus to at least, you know, be, be invited for the interview. But but that wasn't the case. Like I was in my um, I was in my late for uh, not late forties but mid for mid eighties my score, and I still got the call for the interview and I got in. So I would say like you know above eighty uh, or eighty five around is a good score to uh, to get in. But I mean keep in mind that was like bare minimum I would say. And I'm pretty sure getting an eighty isn't that easy either. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not. But yeah, yeah like mo most of the people I know, they're looking just to cross that seventy-five passing mark, because I mean, if if you look at the NDB statistics, the passing rate for this exam is, I believe, it's like thirty-seven to forty percent. I mean, you can look it up on their website for the latest number, but it used to be around forty percent. So forty percent of people get seventy-five and above. So you need to be really scoring a lot to go above 80, 85, or even 90. Oh. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't even imagine going through the AFK exam at this moment. Um, what do you think makes a competitive student when you're applying for the dental schools in Canada? So as a, as a, so we call it, the program is called IDAP. Um, it's called, it stands for International Dentist Advanced Placement Program. So almost all the universities in Canada, they have this program, I think, except for University of Laval in in Quebec and uh, UBC. Every other university has it. 
And like in, in my experience, what they looked at was definitely the AFK score. Okay, that, that makes you competitive. If you score high, you have a higher chance of getting into those programs. And the other op things are like your score back home. So all of them who are coming are dentists from back home, right? So they look at your transcripts, you know, how much did you score in, in, in your country? I'm, I'm not sure how they equate it. They equate it based on your country, uh, but they definitely look at your transcripts. And you know, UFT looks at your IELTS score as well. I mean, that's also a part of the, the, the requirement. Okay. And then how would you say the interview plays? Uh, how big of a factor is that? The, so at, once you get called in for the interview, then it's only the interview. There's nothing else. So UFT, they take in around 24, 25 students every year, the IDEP students, and the interview, I think 60 students. So out of those 60, it doesn't matter if you score even 100 or 95 or 90 in your AFK. When you're in an interview, you're all equal. Based, just based on that interview, you're selected then. So you really have to prepare for that interview once you've gotten it. Yeah, exactly. An interview is not like, uh, you know, it's, they, they don't ask you very tough quiz questions. Interview, there's no dental questions. They tell you that beforehand that there's there's not going to be a single question about dentistry. All they ask you is very general stuff, like you know what's in the news, what what did you read in the news today, and then they carry the conversation forward from there. They they're just looking at your communication skills, your your uh, your cohesive discussion skills, basically. Right, and how well you can um, continue the conversation and everything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I forgot to ask you um, a while back. So how many years, how many years after graduation from um, Pakistan did you, before you took the AFK exam? Oh, uh, so I graduated from Pakistan in 2010. And then I took my AFK in 2018. So eight years, I would say. Oh, like years, it's okay. a pretty, pretty long, a pretty long gap, I would say. And then within those eight years, you were practicing back home. I was practicing. Yeah, I was uh, practicing in, so I practiced in Pakistan for a little bit for two, two and a half years. And then I moved to the Middle East. So I was there for the rest six years. I came to Canada in 2017. Um, I have a question for you later regarding Toronto, <laughs> but I'll leave that for oh. later. So my next one, I know that this process is very difficult and tiring. And I understand for me growing up, my parents would tell me how like, if you go into like medical school, dental school, you're going to have no life, right? It's all, it's all the book. With your journey, how much sacrifice would you say a foreign trained dentist would need to uh, would need to do for them to tackle the process? So to at least get into it, so it depends on what what kind of uh, uh, pathway you're taking. Either either you're going to the university or you're going to the direct licensing route, right? So it depends on which pathway you're taking. If you're taking the university pathway, then I would say uh, until you give the AFK, you you're you pretty much don't have life. You don't have any life. You, all you do is study, you do questions, you discuss those because, I mean, that is your entry point into the dental field in Canada. Once you get into the dental school in Canada, then I think UFT, uh, sorry, IDAP students or the international trained dentists, they have an advantage over others because you have done dentistry before. So for you, mostly it's revision. You're just reading the stuff that you already learned before. So it's not as bad uh, as the first time you do it. So, I mean, I would say that you still have a life if you as a foreign trained dentist go into a dental school. So you, you enjoy your time, you have friends, 
And you have, it's a big class at UFE, it's 120 students. So you make lots of friends and there are a lot of events. Sadly, because of COVID, we missed out on a few since in 2020, but there are a lot of you know, university events. So you do have a life, you know, once you get into university, it's not like you only study and do nothing else, except if you're closer to the exams and all, then it's different. But if you go to the other pathway, the direct licensing route, then absolutely until you get that NDB certification, you can't you can't slack off like you 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 have no life as per se and it gets even difficult when you go into the 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 clinical exams and the judgment exams because those are really tough now i mean i i've looked i've been looking at those passing percentage it's like 30 percent, and that's that's really tough that's really tough right exactly and um so if you had to give some sort of insight or advice to other foreign trained dentists um what would you what would you exactly tell them so i i would say that once you give the like don't set your mind onto one pathway like i know certain people do is that okay i'll only go for the direct licensing route i'll only go for the university or i'll only go to the u.s no you you have to keep all your options open uh, and once you give the afk you have to give it your best shot you know don't because you only have three attempts for the afk you have to remember that i mean after three attempts you're you're basically done so whenever you give your exam, don't do it like me that, okay, I'll give the first exam and I'll see how it goes. That was, that was a bad judgment on my part. It worked though, but I mean, it, that was more about luck. But I would say that whenever you give your first attempt, make sure you're, you're all the way for it. You're all ready for it. You don't, you're not, you don't have any concerns about it. So make sure you give your exam as best as you can. And then after the EFK, apply to the universities don't think like okay i, I don't want to do universities so i'm not gonna go to that way don't do that apply to the universities and along with that you can go with the direct licensing exam as well i know some of my friends they actually passed their judgment and skills exam while they were in dental school and then they left dental school after the first i think six months so that, that like, there's always a way to, you know, to, 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 to get out of dental school one, but it's difficult to get in. So make sure you apply to dental schools, make sure you apply for the clinical skills and judgment exams as well. Go for, go all out on them. Like don't, don't hold back. I'll keep this in mind. Dentists like yourself who are, you know, have really inspiring stories because I know there's many dentists out there who take a I look at this process very negatively. And how like they already they're already saying beforehand that they're not gonna make it right, and you know I feel like your story could inspire a lot of others if they were looking to come to Canada as well. Yeah, no, I would definitely recommend that you should attempt it. Like as long as you don't attempt it, you won't know where you stand. You know, uh, and 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 you're right. There are many people they they discourage me before I before I give the exams and everything. Uh, because it is a stressful uh, like time in your life and you're studying for these exams and also it's financially there's a burden on you so a lot of people they they tell you you know think about it before you do it or they discourage you when I was applying to UFT I remember that everyone was telling me with your score I mean don't bother applying you're wasting your admission you know cost over there and I mean and frankly speaking UFT was the only university that you know that that got me so, I mean, I would say give your attempt, don't hold back. Uh, I would encourage everyone to give that exam and, you know, apply to the universities as much as you can. And so now my last question uh, for, the, for the meeting is your piece of advice for any dental student out there. What could you, what, what could you tell them regarding dentistry? 
So, I mean, work hard. It's a beautiful profession. Uh, it, and, and everyone seems to think that, you know, it's, you have to be excellent in your, in your hands-on and that you have, you have to be good for sure, but focus on the communication part as well. Like you need to communicate your treatments to the patient and you have to excite the, motivate the patient, you know, because dental care, we often compare it to healthcare. So dental care is often overlooked. So as long as you don't motivate the patient to seek, you know, oral health care, they won't be motivated by themselves. Like we have, I mean, one day to scale, to filling and do all that. But if they don't take care of that, all your work, it, it, it doesn't hold for long. So make sure you motivate your patients, make sure you study hard. Even if you're, I mean, if you're at UFT or you're, you know, back home looking to get into Canada, study hard, score as much as you can, because don't think that those scores don't count. Those scores definitely count in Canada. So make sure you, you, you focus on the scores. And uh, I mean, and just love the profession. It's a beautiful profession. It's a great future ahead of you. I mean, you'll enjoy doing something, you know, which, which uh, you use your mind on it and use your hands on it as well. So you never get bored of it. I mean, you could practice dentistry from like 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. and you will never get bored. Like the time would go fly by so quickly that, you know, you won't, you won't even know it. A big round of applause to Dr. Zuhair Wajid for sharing his journey on taking the rigorous Canadian board exams. Thanks for joining us today on the season finale of Tooth Untold Podcast. A favorite model that I'd like to share with you is Ad Astra Per Aspera, meaning to the stars through hardship. So do not give up. We will all make it. And that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or however you listen to me and give me a rating and a review. Share this with the dental students that you think would benefit from listening to this. I'd also really appreciate it if you could like, comment, and follow at Tooth Untold Podcast. We'll end this episode like how we always end it. Stay safe and have a great weekend. See you on our next season.